Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 202. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Vera Blue. The pop singer and songwriter returns later this week with the release of her brilliant new record, Mercurial. In today's episode, we're speaking with Vera Blue about learning to let go when it comes to songwriting, getting back to touring after the pandemic. We discuss the music of Lizzo and Harry Styles. Here we go. Our guest today is a pop singer and songwriter from Sydney, Australia. Being an absolute festival favourite amongst a lot of young Aussies, She's found success over the last number of years with her singles Regular Touch and Mended, alongside collaborations with artists like Flume and Illy. This Friday, she releases her brilliant new record, Mercurial. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Vera Blue. Hello, how are we? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Of course, absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, again, we are very excited to have you here. Um, we were just talking before uh, we started recording, but one thing I do want to quickly mention before we go anywhere is um, thank you for coming on the pod. You are, I would have to say, one of our most requested guests that we get. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's so cool. I feel like we've been... Um, for for a few years, we've kind of been taking in requests from fans, and um, this year we've been lucky enough. Yourself and Meg Mac, two of the big guns in the Aussie music scene, have finally <laughs> been able to tick off that list. So, thank you for coming on and fulfilling a wish of a number of people, myself included. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you, and I love Meg Mac too. She's so cool. So, <laughs> so cool. Uh, we are here today to talk about a brand new record from yourself. It is coming out later this week, Mercurial. Um, firstly, congratulations. This album, I have to say, and part of my language, this album is not fucking around from the get-go <laughs> out the door. You are just kicking the door down and, and just going for it. It's incredible. So, yes, firstly, congratulations on this record. Thank you so much. It's it's like such a thrill to have a body of work finished and for it to be ready to kind of like you know, be in people's ears and for people to hopefully be enjoying it in the moment. And it is like, honestly, the most amazing feeling ever. And it, it really, when we were working on it, there were moments where we were like, I think we need to kick people in the face with these songs. We need to kind of blow their socks off and just say whatever we need to say in the moment and, you know, be fearless and just let the emotions be real and honest and out of this world. I feel that you've achieved that very well. I feel that (laughs) 
it honestly does seem like it is still very much a Vera Blue record, but it there's there's a reinvigoration, there's a rejuvenation, there is whatever you want to refer to it as. It just it does seem like you are you're really not that you weren't taking it seriously before. How do I word this? It it just you can tell sonically yeah. this album is is going for it, and I love it because of that. Um, oh, thank you, thank you so much. No, of course. I I, I know that this album, from what I've read, pretty much almost um, when you released a perennial in in 2017, that this second album kind of almost started then. Mm-hmm. How has that been? Because obviously that is a lengthy period of time. There's a few things that happened in that time. I'm not sure if you heard pandemics, everything else. Um, yep. <laughs> what has, yeah, I guess what has that time frame been like in terms of getting these songs ready and, and getting the album ready to put out? Oh, yeah, it's it's been interesting. I think, you know, obviously we, we started working on this album right after Perennial, like, I think I toured in 2018 and then towards the end of the year we got together into the studio and started just kind of just experimenting. I didn't know what I wanted to write about. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Not that my life's not exciting or there's nothing happening. I just, I had a bit of like that feeling of going into another phase or another um, album. There was that kind of pressure on myself and being like, can I kind of write songs that are, I wouldn't want them to, you know, not saying I want to be better or anything like that. I just didn't, I didn't have the confidence. So eventually we kind of, you know, we kind of just got over that and we were like, let's just create, you know, without having any kind of intention of knowing whether this song is going to be in the album. And it just kind of just started, it just started happening. We worked on like, everything is wonderful. We wrote all right now. And we wrote, um, wherever we go and things like that, we were kind of like, what is this crazy different kind of journey we're going on? There's different sounds. And I think the beauty of the team that I work with is that we have evolved together and we've kind of had this fearlessness to to find sounds that we have never used before. And a lot of the songs had a, a strong emotion and we always wanted to imitate that with sounds. So I think a lot of the lyrics and the song contents came from, random things that were happening in my life, my mental health, um, you know, new relationships, falling in love again, learning to trust and and realising that I could feel love and be loved again, um, empowerment, all these kinds of things that I hadn't really written about before but I was, I was feeling the kind of comfort in the discomfort of talking about and, and feeling vulnerable. So I, it was a very safe space and inspiring and fun. So I think we've we've really created something that we didn't think we were going to, but we love it. That's incredible. I know you just mentioned that the team that you um, had worked with previously, I believe um, Andy and Tom Mack are two of those people. I'm curious how, because as you've said, this new record, it is kind of going in with it with a whole new attitude and new sounds. Um, What was it like working with them who you've already worked with, but I guess making sure that you're all on the same page when it comes to what's next? Yeah, it's quite a magical experience being in the studio with people that you feel really comfortable and safe with and you feel like you can say whatever you want and not in terms of like, I hate that guitar line, that sucks, (laughs) more just saying things in the songs, like emotions, like saying things like, um, fuck it or like that's what makes us feel better, things that like we normally wouldn't say before or things that maybe we go, oh, is that cheesy? And then just being like, stuff it. It's what it needs to be right now. We can change it down the line if we're not sure about it. Um, it was 
amazing because obviously they've evolved as a duo as well. So they had lots more experience and have been creating different kinds of music. Andy worked on, um, who was it? He worked on on an 80s record and he had all this kind of newborn um, 80s elements that I was just adoring at the time that kind of just made me feel because I loved 80s music, I listened to a lot of the War on Drugs and, you know, Madonna and things like that that just, there's just something about it that just makes me feel really um, energetic or the the drums being so kind of crunchy and echoey and things like that. Um, so there are elements that we really drew from the things that they've picked up on their journey as well. Um, and it was super fun. Like we'd start, whether it was on a piano or whether we'd start with a beat, there was always something in the sound that we were creating that signified or drew out an emotion in me, which then kind of made me talk about things that I was going through or things that I wanted to feel, whether I wanted to feel relief, um, feel better. And, you know, I wanted to kind of feel safe in my friend's arms and push forward from really dark, depressive times. So yeah, it was really fun. And being able to write with Tom, so like I've written with him for so many years now and it's just like knowing that like when we're in the studio and something, even producing as well, we're on like some sort of train of creating a sound or finding a sound or a lyric and once we find it, we all kind of look at each other and go, yes, that's the sound. We've got it. Cool. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> like it's weird how magically we can all just go agree on something in the moment and we're not sure why or how, but we all just go, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know how, but that's it. Yeah, it's cool. I love that. I love that sometimes in the studio, whether it be one, two people, possibly three or four, there is that weirdly, that magic kind of thing that you can recognize without being able to maybe articulate it, that you know that it's that's the thing. Yeah, it's like something's in the room that we can't see that's like making our brains just go, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the sound. That's the guitar tone. Do it. <laughs> if there was, cool. if there was a, a way to articulate it, that would be it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I'd, I'd love to kind of talk to you about, if, if that's all right. Yep. And you kind of touched on it a, a second ago, was the process of not overthinking lyrics and saying whatever it may be, and whether you think it's corny or or not. Um, because the, the album is, as you mentioned, it's dealing with quite a lot of subject matter that can be quite personal, quite close to the heart. Mm. And I feel like even from the opening track or right now, you're kind of doing that. You're you're reassuring the, the listener that everything is all right now mm. and that you're all right. And mm. I, I guess delving a little bit deeper into that, do you ever... I'm, I'm not sure about you. When I used to write, I was a terrible self-censor in real time. I would censor it almost before I even thought it. And um, <laughs> I would be really curious yeah. to know, yeah, whether you find if you're similar or whether you do allow that stream of consciousness to just happen and then go back and rework it at that later stage. Yeah, it is very interesting. I, I, when I'm writing by myself, I'm very critical and I feel like I am more of a collaborator and I need someone to bounce off um, when writing so that I, I can feel reassured or then I can hear their idea and I can go wait no I like that better um but the beauty of the writing on this album was um Tom and I were very kind of open as to what we were saying we wanted to kind of 
not be too critical, um, but we still wanted to say what we meant and 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 make people feel what we were feeling. So there were a couple of moments where we'd write a lyric and we'd say, "Is that like is that correct?" And we're like, "It doesn't really need to be correct, just as long as it makes you feel." And sometimes we were going, "Oh," and then we'd go, "But that." someone's going to listen to this and they're going to really relate to that specific lyric. And I can, I can almost feel like, you know, there's going to be some form of relation to this song in whatever, whatever way it is. So I have to remember too, that these songs are about me and I, and I write them in the studio. They're very personal, but once they're out into the world, they're, they're everyone else's story as well to make it their own. So it was, it was quite freeing to be able to not, be so critical as well because then you kind of get caught up in a lyric and you never finish it. So there were a couple of moments where we did write some throwaway lyrics in there and then we'd come back to them or even a verse or a chorus. We'd come back and be like, this needs to mean more. This needs to be, you know, more real and say exactly what we mean. So, yeah, it is it is kind of a balance. You have to find that balance and, and it's difficult sometimes when you're just really hard on yourself. I've always been really hard on myself. So, yeah. I'm glad that I'm not the only one, but I very much appreciate that insight uh, into the lyric yeah. writing. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I may be a, a little bit indulgent, I would love to um, talk about my favourite track from the record. Again, this new sound. Yes, please. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> this new sound. I, I feel like uh, like when we are listening to a new record of someone that we're going to speak to, we kind of, we do our research, we're listening to the record a few times. This track, I, st- I had to stop what I was doing and literally just turn everything off around me and focus on it was, um, was lethal. I just felt that, that it was almost like yes. a, like a hard <laughs> swerve. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like a, oh, as I mentioned, part of my language, shit, she's not mucking around. Let's really hone in on this. <laughs> um, are you able to, yeah, just give us a bit of insight or, or peel back the curtain on, on the inception of this song and where it came from? Lethal's actually one of, like, the songs that a lot of my friends and family are like. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This song's my favorite one because I wanted to have something. I firstly just fell in love with the word lethal. I was like, this song just kind of, this just has to be, I think I fell in love with lethal overdrive, the words together. We ended up just calling it lethal. I wanted to be called lethal overdrive, but lethal just was a bit stabbier. And um, 
this song just has the energy and I wanted something on the album that was just explosive, wild, crazy, just kind of being reckless. Um, just I just wanted that spark and it just it was it turned into lethal and I just love it so much. <laughs> I feel like I'm running. I feel like I'm <laughs> when I'm listening to the song, I feel like I'm speeding full I'm just going so fast. I can very much, I think that would, if the, if there's a video treatment for that, I can see that working very well with that, 100%. And it's got like a bit of, um, that song actually was, we were listening to a lot of The Weeknd at the time and I think we actually, there's obviously like the, the 80s synth line that goes, dun, 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 along with the, the throbby bassy sub um, and it does have a bit of a Weeknd-esque kind of, feel about it which I love as well because I haven't really heard many like kind of female artists do a, a really aggressive kind of weekendy song and it's yeah it's so much fun it's really quite empowering this song because it's about kind of just it's got it does have a little bit of like um I wouldn't say like sexual but it has like a bit of angst and like a bit of a relationship thing where there's someone kind of pulling you in a direction and you're just kind of going, yes, I'm going in that direction. I'm just going to like see red and just go crazy and be reckless and, and wild. So it's super fun. It is a brilliant track. The, the, the reference to the weekend I think is actually quite interesting because that might be unconsciously maybe what I was, was thinking and I wouldn't have gotten there without your suggestion, but it is, I guess, listening to the record, well, when I go back to listen to the record now after this interview, I can see that there is quite a few, I guess, weekend references, uh, more 80s style but in that current day kind of framework. When you're mm -hmm. writing yeah. for a new record, when you're recording, are you someone who likes to have outside influences around, if that makes sense, where you listen to, to music or are you someone who's kind of like, no, we'll shut everything off and just have it be what it is? Well, normally we are and we that's how we did probably most of the album. Um, it's sometimes when we get to a moment in a song where we're like, I want something like this to happen and for it to have this kind of impact and then we draw from maybe, um, yeah, an influence of some sort like The Weeknd, for example, or Massive Attack or something where there's like a moment that you feel like needs to happen in the song that imitates something that you've already heard but then we kind of morph it into something that we have created ourselves. So it's sometimes we, we just create something and we have no influences at all. And then sometimes a, a particular moment in a song will inspire um, looking up some sort of influ like influence and, and drawing from that. So it's really interesting and really fun. I do. Um, as I mentioned, I do love the album. I think it is fantastic. Uh, the other track that kind of jumped out to me was Heart Still Works, which I thought was just a brilliant piece of songwriting. Thank you. I realise it's a little bit unfair to ask someone this because it is such a terrible question to ask. And, I'll, and so I'm going to offer an alternative at the end of it, if you'd like. Um, is, <laughs> is there a favourite song that you would pick from the record, which is the unfair part of the question, or I guess as an alternative, is there a song that, out of all of them that you want fans to kind of connect with the most? Oh, they're such good questions. It's difficult, but it's because like, it's, it's like, it's like picking a single, like 
I want to, I want all the songs to be singles because <laughs> I have such a connection to them. Um, so it's one of the hardest things I have to do and also picking a favourite. So I think when I, when I pick a favourite, it changes. Like one day I'll have a favourite, then the next day I'll have another one and then I'll come back to a previous one. <laughs> um, I love that you love Heart Still Worth because that's one of my favourite ones as well. It's got this kind of, you know, folky element to it because I started writing on the acoustic guitar um, by myself late at night and then it kind of turns into this anthem that's like, I never thought I'd find somebody. It's just like beautiful and it's empowering and it's sweet and it's got these emotions that I haven't really written about before. It's like a love song kind of. Um, so I think definitely Heart Still Works is one of the ones that I, I really want people to hear. It's it's There's something really special about, you know, the backing vocal parts where they go, you know, one part goes, I really want to find somebody. Another one goes, buddy, find somebody that I can't live without. There's something really beautiful about how they work together and then there's that, you know, beautiful 80s synth goes, do, 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 do. It's just, and you hear the drums going, do, do, it's got that kind of real <laughs> 80s drum kind of Tom hit thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely one of the songs I, I, I look forward to people hearing and it's one of my favourites. But I think today Lethal is my favourite. <laughs> I listen to it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said, both solid choices, both were at the top of my list from this record. So, again, thank you for indulging awesome. me with that. On the same page. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you are about to head out on tour uh, in November. I think there's a there's a run of shows uh, for your own tour. There's a handful with Flume as well. How are you feeling about getting back out there and being able to finally play these songs in front of people? Oh, I'm beyond excited. I think it's like there's such a it's such a different brain. Like I've got the writing studio brain and then I have the performance brain and I love them both equally. Um, but I'm itching to do like a proper tour where I have consecutive days and I'm just out there jumping around and connecting with people um, and providing them with, it's funny to say entertainment because it's more than that, providing them with kind of uh, an experience and emotion and just kind of pouring myself into into all of that. So we've been working on that and it's going to be so much fun. And even getting back on the road with Flume is going to be really exhilarating because we haven't done shows since we did. I did lots of touring with him overseas in 2019. So it'll be good to kind of put a few of those ones um, kind of in the list and just, I think just having fun, just getting back with my band and crew. We're like a family. So I think it's something that we are all looking forward to as well. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. I just, like, I'm really pumped. I can't believe I'm going on tour again. It's like an album tour. So, yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> Everyone that we have spoken to in the last six months or so, obviously with the world opening back up, um, I feel like there is a, 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 what's the word? It's almost like a, a childlike um, reintroduction to touring or love of touring because it is, it's it's that thing about being able to do something that you love doing but also having having a had sorry it being taken I'm trying to think of the the right way to say it having it taken taken away for that period of time really did kind of obviously make it difficult for people to uh, create a living do what they love be able to kind of support themselves and it is very nice to see um, that it is opening back up but also that artists are just as excited to kind of get out there and connect with fans once again yeah, it's it was something that we all missed so much and there was a period there where we were like, 
oh, is, should I be thinking about another line of like another kind of profession? Also, it was quite scary for a bit. We, there was just actually such a huge level of the unknown and to be able to perform and connect and express myself in that way and for so many artists to be able to express themselves in that way is it's such a, a thing that is inbuilt in us now. Um, so when we can't do that, it's like it's such a difficult feeling. It's so hard. And I've I've loved performing since I was a kid. I just love dancing and singing and expressing myself. Um, and so I think that's just part of us and we just have to do it. We have to get out there and do it. Um, <laughs> it is interesting. Some bands don't like touring. When I find out that some bands are like, I hate this lifestyle, I hate it, I'm like, oh, it must be It just for some people they just don't like it and that's also fair enough. It is really taxing and really difficult and exhausting as well. So you have to find a balance on tour. It's actually um, it's quite full on <laughs> but it's fun and really rewarding. So I look forward to it. I like the challenge. <laughs> Do you have any, any tips for bands or artists starting out touring? Any kind of top two, top three tips you'd give to people when they are starting out on the road? I think patience is a big thing, having patience, um, creating kind of you just got to get out there and perform and and create like a, an experience for someone, whether it's even like small on a small stage or um, if you know you believe in yourself and you're passionate about what you're doing, that will, people will see that and they will connect to you with your honesty and stuff like that. So, um yeah, I think it's being patient and realising that it takes time and and just enjoying it while you can. I think that is incredible advice. I think that's probably especially patience. And look after yourself. And look after yourself. Look after yourself is a good one, yeah. <laughs> I feel that's a very important one. I feel like a number of people get caught up in the uh, touring lifestyle, if you will, and that sometimes can take oh, its yes. toll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've, like, I learned pretty quick Um I think I learned pretty quick like that I couldn't I couldn't perform to my best if I'd have a, had a drink or if I was exhausted and I hadn't slept very much so it, you really learn how to because it's a job as well it's like you've got to really be able to be your best self for for the audiences and for your crew and and um at that time it's your life so you have to really kind of make sure that you're healthy and and you're happy and you're just enjoying what you do. So, yeah. Very much agreed. Um, thank you for, for those tips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lastly, we would usually ask our guests what they are currently listening to if at the moment there's anything on high rotation for yourself. Um, at the moment on high rotation is obviously I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really big Harry Styles fan. So Harry Styles is always on rotation mm -hmm. um his latest album i love his previous one as well but an artist that i'm also really loving at the moment is lizzo she's really really cool um so much energy and i see you've got maggie rogers record behind you i also adore her and and her voice and her music um she's a, actually a really good friend of mine so i i love seeing how she's progressing and all the different things that she's doing so yeah really inspiring stuff beautiful choices I actually whereas I actually did have Harry's house up just before and I swapped it out for something else and now I regret that choice um, but <laughs> it'll always be there yeah, it'll always it's be always there, there. 
Beautiful. Thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate it. Uh, congratulations on the album Mercurial, which is coming out later this week. But thank you so much for coming onto the pod. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I'm, I'm super excited for the album and for you to hear it and for, well, you've heard it, for everyone else to hear it <laughs> and experience it and feel it. So um, thank you so much for your time. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Vera Blue for her time. Mercurial is out Friday and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the album or tickets to her shows. We also want to give a huge shout out to Marie at Island Music Australia for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning, and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify, and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.